0: It's the no Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sippy, yo Hot time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you mine
1: Picture me and you, you and me K-I-S-S-I-N-G <laughs> Anyway, thank you to Dipsy for sponsoring this week's episode. It happens to be the episode that we're having the live show and we're doing all of the things. In case you're wondering, Dipsy, if you I mean, like, yeah, OK, in case you're new to this, Dipsy is a wonderful app. It's an app that's full of hundreds of short and sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. They're radically inclusive um, because Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners and 56% of their stories are voice acted by people of color. And you can um, get new content that they release every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories, you can get involved in some hot and steamy ones. And they also have soothing sleep stories. So maybe after you've had your orgasm, whatever the case may be, you're like, okay, I'm ready to sleep. You can go to one of their sleep stories or one of their wellness sessions and sexy written stories as well, in case you want to read it. Right. Maybe I should write a sexy short story for Dipsy. I mean, I wrote Edge of Here. Why not? Anyway, let Dipsy be your go to place to spice up your me time so you can explore your fantasies, relax and unwind or even heat things up with a partner. Why don't you share the earphones. Is that hygiene? No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30 day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. That's D I P S E A stories.com slash straws. So you get 30 days of full access when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. So go and get your sexy on. And let's get to the next part of the live show, the last live show of the year.
0: Woohoo!
2: I am Annie.
3: Clearly I'm not the
4: But very exciting. She is here and she is ready to wow pick and playground with Say Your Mind
5: Live.
0: I think
4: we've passed the vibe check. So without any further ado, welcome Pekin's very own, the best-selling author. The House The Beans woman womanist, the mother to
1: all her sons, and the birthday baby girl, Kalichi Okapo. strikes, we support all of that, so I'm glad that you still found your way for us to be here today and do this cute situation. Thank you so, so much for coming. Um, I asked for remixes. Did I get? (laughs) I got yours. Yours, Thank you. And then, yeah, I got a few others, but I was really expecting more. I really wanted to see you in your bag, like, making these remixes. But thank you for joining me for the last show of the year. Thank God. Yeah. Good. Let's be done. Yeah. Of course, I'm glad to be here. I don't even have my tarot cards. It's in the bag that you've got. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's just so much to cover but I don't want it to be another sort of like 40-minute freestyle of me saying all of the people that need to suck their mums because they, they didn't believe that I could do this. And here we are. Um, household name. Why? Thank you so much. Well, I guess we'll get into it, but let's start the way that we should start. My name is Kelechi Okafo, and you are watching presently. S-Y-M, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as what, what? Well done. Thank you so much. So, thank you for coming. You all look very, very lovely. Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, he does. Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, he does. My, Jesus loves me. Because I wasn't bitten by bedbugs. <laughs> Good luck to all of you that decided that Ursher was, was worth going to go and contract bedbugs for. And this is the thing, I feel like, how many of you have been to Paris? Okay. Okay, security. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah, so so many of you have been to Paris. I haven't. I never bought into the PR. Um, it's the city of love. Huh? Dirtiness. Um, so someone said the city of dirtiness and... Racism. Oh, wow. So they really just get like you lot are going all the way to Paris. Crystal Palace is right there. Like there is a tower right there. <laughs> if it's lights that you want, you can add it in post production. What are you doing? You really went there for this structure. Like I know you all be like, <laughs> like what do you even do? Big big Alexandra Palace is even there. You said that this is where you want to go. I don't, but now that I've heard about the bed bugs, never joining you. I was actually meant to go. So I have a dear friend who was like, oh, I'm going to take you for your birthday to Paris. We're going to leave on the 9th of October. I'm going to whisk you away and we're going to go together, you know, like a sisterly thing to do. It's going to be so cute. It's going to be so lovely. And then the other day she was just like, oh, unfortunately I can't go. My new job means that I've got to move things around, but I'm going to take you next year. I said, all right, that's fine. And then literally that day, I saw the news about the bedbugs. And I said, wow, wrong, wrong. Like, <laughs> Jesus actually loves me because imagine I'm now going to go there. And get, as if we haven't suffered enough. Also, big up Haiti. Someone said they killed the right goat this week. LAUGHTER get what you get, you get what you get. Fuck around, you find out. Good. I love it. I said a, a plague upon your household. Sounds about right. Good, good. But um, yeah, I'm glad that it got canceled. I'm glad that it got canceled. I don't know about we'll go next year, don't know. But I'm worried for the bed bugs making it here. Well, that's the thing. Because we really need to talk about this because people don't like to wash their hands. People were complaining about washing their legs. Uh, right? Like, if I just I how many of you have read Edge of Here? Beautiful, beautiful stats. Right. So you can see the pods that get designed because of William Bunker and all of those things, right? And what was funny was that when I first you know, when people first started reading the stories, they were like, you've created this, like, post, just sort of, like, bio-medical, something, something's happened, you, you've created this thing, Is you know, this hazard. Um, but surely you don't think we're going to have, like, another pandemic, right? <laughs> no, no. It's just my imagination. No, like, it's, it, to me, if you feel even a bit itchy... Stay home. Because the one that gets me when people are like, (coughs) don't worry, it's not contagious. What? Even if it's not, you sound disgusting. Just stay away. And how do you know it's not contagious? Like, are you testing the droplets? Stay away. So anybody, even if I hear you, just, (coughs) get out. Just a little bit. So, I just want to see all your faces like. <laughs> Don't even laugh too hard, because you know sometimes you really, really laugh, really, really laugh, and then it turns into. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Get out. But I'm glad that we're here doing this um, together for the final time this year. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you all. How have things been? Oh, wow. <laughs> The, the, the money is not moneying, the money is not moneying, but that's because Uranus is in Taurus. And so Uranus is the planet of sudden change and like all of these things, but Jupiter's got into Taurus, so I feel like that should help us a little bit, just like soften things. But I think that with the south node in Scorpio and Scorpio being a sign of like resources and stuff, that meant that a lot of people, especially business owners, would have felt that things felt a bit tight over the last sort of like 20 months. But then now that we're, you know, we've got the South Node in Libra, it should feel better. But I just think that it means that we're going to be looking at our laws a bit more and being like, this makes no sense. Like this literally, but we're going to get onto that dickhead later, Rishi. (laughs) And it's what I'm saying. Stop fancying people. Stop fancying people. Because when he showed up before, you were doing up Dishi Rishi. Can you see your life? (laughs) Can you now see your life? when he was there posing with a, with a, 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 a fuel hose at the, at the petrol station. It's like you lot need to get out more. Have you never seen, for after David Beckham, you didn't invent no other men? No? It's just sad. Anytime some guy makes it into mainstream media, suddenly you're just <laughs> <laughs> Go outside. Fucking hell. Because what was, that, what was that one that escaped from Wandsworth the other day? Huh? Daniel Khalif. And then newspapers are then posting topless photos of him. How is that going to help me help you find him? What, what, what is this? Meanwhile, he went to Gale's. Got a cinnamon bun and just sat there. Just waited. People aren't aspirational anymore. They're not ambitious anymore. You break out of prison and then you sit there? Huh? What happened? We're losing recipes. Like, if I escaped, if I had the wherewithal to escape from Wandsworth prison, you'll never see me again. Because I would've planned it out, so I'm out, I've, I've, I've hooked myself, I did all the Pilates in my cell, Like, the core is tight, the core is ready to go. I'm in the kitchen and I'm seeing that they're gathering all the food stuff, I'm like, mm-mm. And then as soon as the van is leaving, I'm under it, I'm hooked on. So you had enough core strength and wherewithal to get out of the prison and then you got outside and you were like, I don't know what to tell you. Y'all won. But this is the thing. I just, like, have they shown pictures of him since? I, do, I, I don't even go for dead. I just don't think they got him. This is me with my tinfoil. I'm going to live my truth. It's my last show. Nobody can tell me that. Like, Give me the bench, Bonani. make it. I, I, it's my last show. I'm going to do what I want. They did not catch that guy. Because you know that this dirty stinking island loves a photograph. If they could. Call- There would have been every manner of photo. You mean to tell me that the same kind of popo that saw Nicole Smallman and Biba Henry dead, right? And then instead of going, raw, these two black women have been murdered. They went, get in, get in, mate, just get in a bit closer. And then it was in the WhatsApp group. So you're trying to tell me that these same people would have caught... A, a, an alleged terrorist who absconded from a prison and you would not know about it, it'll be their WhatsApp display picture. Are you nuts? <laughs> you you told us to help you find him. Like, you lot were on the ropes. From when you have to ask for our help, you lost him. Like, you, you lost him. I, you told us. £20,000. Ah. Huh? No, because they claim, and that's another thing. You said that you found him, right? Cool. And so nobody gets this um, reward. You didn't have it to give. You didn't have it to give. When they said the reward, I was just like... Like, so you're telling me he he didn't cut his hair. This is somebody that was in the military, right? So he was in the military. He obviously got you lot shook enough because he could um, design things that looked like BOMBs, right? So... He could do all of that, but somehow, when he got out of prison, he thought, riding on my bicycle. Like, he didn't, shut up, shut up. And Iran, and Iran just sat there. Iran just sat there and watched you catch him. Huh? Cause you ain't got him. Bless up, Daniel, man. Because you would have found me, is the thing. You would have found me. I'm not hard to find. I would have probably had all the wherewithal to get out of that prison, but the moment I'm out, if I see a patty shop, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I'm going in. I'm going in. And they're like... And I'll be looking with them like... <laughs> oh Who is this in this fantastic outfit? <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to that. I could be wrong and people would be like, yeah, girl, you're crazy, that's fine. But when you show me his picture, then I'll believe you. You just show me one grainy thing, but if I, just, just one tire, if one tire of mine crossed into the bus lane, you would show me every photo <laughs> from every angle and it will be clear as fuck. But you, you caught him and then all you could give me is, shh, 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 shh fuck off. Fuck off, you didn't get him. You didn't get him. So that's my theory. Go with it if you want to. But see how everybody calmed down, they weren't talking about it, because he was gone. He was gone. And they're not going to spend that budget looking for him. And I just don't, ooh, four of swords. I don't feel like, I don't feel like he did what they said that he did. See? He's like, well, he wasn't going to say, yeah, I did it. It was me. It makes sense, but yeah, so I just thought that all of that was interesting. But anyway, let's get to the tarot. I'm excited for the tarot. Any questions for me? Why are you all so shocked now? Uh? Yes. Okay, that's beautiful. How do we get through the rest of this year before starting 2024? I feel like 2024 is a big year all around anyway. It's a, yeah, with Pluto going into Aquarius, it's a big year all around. Let's see what cards we've got. I was being so stubborn. They were like, do you want a mic stand? I was like, no, I don't want a mic stand. And now I'm having to hold it. I should probably clench my thighs. Hold it there, sorry. Um, it's really on theme, the cards that I'm seeing though. So we've got King of Cups that comes out. I just think that we have to be really, really serious about the people that we're getting information from. Um, we're being really, I think, and I swear I've said this in another show um, as well. We're being em- like emotionally driven to react to things, you know, like somebody will say something and it sounds about right, so people are like, oh yeah, sure, that makes sense, and it makes no fucking sense. Um, really being careful about that, because there are gonna be people who have more, way more um, personalities, like really alluring, charismatic, personalities, um, and you'll be inclined to believe what they're saying, and you can't. You have to look, not just what people are saying, but look at what they are doing. And people are praised for doing the bare minimum sometimes, and sometimes they're rappers. well. It's funny because I didn't even mention a rapper and you were already already gone. And then we've got the five of wands, which um, depicts like conflict. And so I just, I really feel like, you know, like sometimes I look at Black Britain and I was just like, and I think, I don't think we're ever getting free. Because something will happen and you'll think that we're all aligned as to what the talking point is. And then you'll see somebody with the next talking point, and you're like, "Rod, that's what you got from... <laughs> r- in everything that everybody said, this is where you landed? Interesting. And I think because we haven't been able to participate in the class structure, historically speaking, in this country, in the same way, there are people who are just like, I still want to taste what it's like to be where them man are before I come and I do any sort of revolution with you lot. But the fact is... Um, that's a really ridiculous stance to take because once you go over that side, you're not coming back, you're just not. Then it's like, oh, you've got too much to lose. And the more that I see that this aggressive formation of the black middle class or the black elite, it's just really sickening because you sit with them long enough and you're like, what? So you're, you just want the same thing as everybody else. Then, so it's just watching out for that. more. So while I say this could be like specifically men coming with different talking points, I think it's just structures generally, organizations that speak to you emotionally, where they have put like black whatever whatever at the front of their name, but the things that they're doing doesn't actually help in the grand scheme of things. And then we've got the nine of wands here as well, which confirms that, that it's just about keeping our wits about us because um, but, um, I guess boundaries, And all of these things are being dissolved in real time and we don't really realize it. There are so many things that are changing and we're just going along with it. And pretty much that's what I wanted to write Edge of Here about the fact that so much is changing and we're not really seeing it because we're like, oh, it doesn't affect me right now. But in five years, you're going to look back and see how that was exactly linked, like it was directly linked to everything else taking place. So that's what I get from the cards in that way, let me see, anything else? Yeah, Nine of Swords as well. So I think in terms of mental health and anxiety and stuff, people are really gonna have to take um, things into their own hands. Like we keep, we keep waiting and waiting for the structures to change and to help, but they're not going to do that anytime soon. It's like every time they have some spare change, they're like, hmm, war. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while, war. <laughs> Yes. Um, and so they just don't want to do things. So we have to think about um, the kind of community-focused ways that we can do things to help with mental health and to help each other build a sense of community. But I think that there's more shocking, even though I can't see it here, I feel like there's more shocking news to come before the end of the year that's going to cause more divisiveness. And that's wild that that would happen because, like I said, you'd think that we would be on side with each other, but like they said, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So just prepare for that. Queen of Cups. So a time of nurturing, like really pouring into yourself. I feel like with Pluto and Aquarius anyway, yeah, um, with Pluto and Aquarius anyway, it's important to think about the individual self and how you relate to everybody else. This whole idea of like, oh, it's community, community, community. Of course it's community, but if you do not know yourself personally, what do you know that you can actually offer to the community? So it does take knowing yourself first and then putting that forward. And then we've got the world card in reverse. Yeah, something's not over. Something is not over. I was reading something really interesting the other day that was talking about the fact that the indigenous people um, of the land now that we call America, they had said, like, especially when it it comes to, like, New York City and stuff, they had said, like, you don't want to build there because those are waterways. Don't build things on top of there. And they were like, oh, shut up. And they built and they built and they built. And then now we've got these floods. And they were like, but we did tell you that you shouldn't build on those kind of lines because there are patterns. And, like, if you think about the Earth, you think about this, like, you think about the Earth as a planet and then you just think about the Earth, right? There is a map. There is a map. we, We all replicate it in our bodies, like, these ways that everything branches off and spreads out. That's clear and the people who have taken their time to really know the land for centuries, they know what you shouldn't do if you don't want to piss off the land, like just don't do that, but because of capitalism, white supremacy as one, people ignore that, they think that they're they're more powerful than nature. And now we're being reminded, and I think that there'll be more reminders to come in the next sort of um, 10 years of how nature will absolutely body us every single time. So if we have any chance um, to go to any local meetings or things like that, really ensure that you're letting people know the things that you know of the histories of the places that you live in because they, they don't wanna be doing all of that. Even the fires as well don't build there because it's, so, it's likely that during a particular season, this will happen. As well as, you know, we've got, like, global warming and everything else. But they've said, like, don't, don't build there. And then rich people have gone, no, you know what? This is where I want my house on this cliff face. This is where I want to live. And then the fires start, and they were like, well, damn. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. So just being aware of that, being super aware of that, that honor the land as much as you can is super important. So that's that for the tarot, I believe. Um, unless you want to ask me another question. Thank you. Unless you want to ask another question. Um. So, say that again? W- w- in black Britain. <laughs> you haven't gotten people to commit to one thing. Like what, <laughs> what revolution? People haven't even agreed whether it's Jerk or jollof <laughs> You want revolution? Every day diaspora wars is that that's the revo- These are the same people that are going to have the revolution. People don't know how to be serious about anything. Sometimes we talk about it. Like I talk about it amongst my friends, and I'm like, as much as the things that I'm doing, I'm doing them. I'm just like, for who and for what? Like in the grand scheme of things, for who and for what? Because when I thought back to the. Lucy Letby thing, and I think that that was a great example. I say something that I believe is common sense, unlike the common sense that Rishi Sunak is talking about when he's spewing transphobia. um, I said something that was very much common sense, that the reason that the media keep acting shocked about Lucy Letby being a baby killer is because she's a white woman. She's a white, blonde, allegedly attractive woman. So, so, but she fits... She fits the signifiers, right? She fits the signifiers. So Everybody's shocked. Oh, my God. Only for it to be proven that actually she's not an anomaly. Like, she fits the bill pretty much for most female serial killers. Like, it makes sense. Over 40% of female serial killers, white women, um, fairly attractive, as they wrote, or average-looking. And they wrote between the ages of 20 and 30-something, and they usually work in healthcare. So... When other researchers have done it, it's all right for Dan, Wooten, and Kwasi Kwarteng to be like, I think it's, isn't it Kwasi Kwarteng? (laughs) 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 But they could sit there and be like, oh, she's just trying to stoke division. So how is that stoking division, but what Rishi Sunak said isn't? Well, Dan no longer has a job. (laughs) And I did sing that. I said, I'll take your job. But I didn't directly take it. It was what he did to, or what he sat by and watched happen. We talked about this in last week's episode. Again, the point that I was heading towards was that I saw the way that everybody got up and moved so quickly and mobilized in order to address what happened to Ava, right? When Lawrence Fox said what he said and Dan was sat there laughing along and da-da-da-da-da-da. How many people complained to Ofcom? How many people saw what happened with me on GB News? Show of hands. How many people complained to Ofcom? Oh, you, you knew because you were about to get blasted. <laughs> um, but I just thought that it was interesting that the moment it was a white woman that was offended or that had had this horrendous thing said about her, suddenly everybody was moving and Dan was off. Boom, 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 boom. But they've been consistently attacking black women on gb news forever and they've been left there in fact didn't the head be like um, the head was said something like oh well you know this time it went too far this time so i think that that's something to know i bring that up because i'm like if black people are still too shy to go up for other black people that are actively doing things to address the things that we face then when, when are they going to stand up when are they going to do anything The Peckham Cosmetics one, again, that was mind-blowing to me, that we're out there protesting, saying that this is wrong, and then you've got black people, specifically black men, getting online, making videos and going, well, she shouldn't have stolen something, even though she didn't steal. Um, She didn't steal. Um, You know, it's that sense of entitlement to just help yourself to things and walk out. entitled. So, in conclusion, we're never getting free. but I just think that a real hard reset would need to be done, and I just don't know where we are collectively for that to actually be the case. So I just, yeah, I don't know. I wish it were more positive news, but I got nothing for you. I wonder what it will take, and this is the thing, it's not that we haven't, had, like, we haven't had a history of resistance in this country. Every time that people are taking themselves to Notting Hill Carnival, how are you taking yourself there without understanding the visceral importance of resisting you're like in, in the state of like in, in the face of state violence as well as the interpersonal violences of the people like that would gather in these areas to attack black people. So you go to Notting Hill, but you don't understand resistance. It's very weird behaviour. And then to go to Notting Hill Carnival and then start insulting the people of that culture who are celebrating. That's when I saw that and I was like. Because the thing is, if I saw another black person having a party, doing something that I didn't understand, I'd be like. Just so I can get what's happening. But what I wouldn't do is record it and go, oh, what's going on here then? What's all this then? Like, it just stinks. It just absolutely stinks. And I think that we could do better. But, and I don't know how. We do better. Um, All right. So, well, my magnificence goes out to none other than Simone Biles. American um, Simone Biles has become the most decorated gymnast in history after winning her second gold medal at the World Gymnastics Championships. After helping the United States to a record seventh consecutive team title earlier this week, the 26-year-old won all-round gold in Belgium on Friday. Her total of 34 World and Olympic medals is more than any other gymnast, male or female. Right? Biles took gold with a score of 58.399 points. She finished ahead of defending champion Rebecca Andrade of Brazil, while Biles' um, American teammate, Isshilesi? Jones took bronze with a score of 56.332. Um, not only did she do that, she also did a move that is nigh on impossible to execute, like a tuple, double pike something, something. I just saw of fly in the air and go twice. I said, yo. There are some of us calling ourselves Ben's P, and then I, and I see what others are doing. Lord, I see what you are doing for other people. That is amazing to me, and I love that it can't be contested. Because you know like there are so many things that you'll see whether it's Formula One, whether it's tennis, whatever the case may be, somebody will achieve something and people will be like, yeah, but what about all of these other irrelevant titles that these people got who aren't black? Can't, can't we celebrate those? You can celebrate that. You go, like if you like it, I still hate it, but you celebrate that. But anything, like I just love that she's put this there now She's done all these moves that they were like, you can't do that. It's illegal. If my body can do it, it's legal. (laughs) So I love that for Simone. Two slaps on Simone Biles' chest. And I love so much that she did this after taking a break. And I remember that one that likes to wear a shirt that the collar is too tight, that little dickhead. Well, I just don't understand all these snowflakes that have to take breaks. Naomi Osaka taking breaks. Simone Biles taking breaks. You take a break. (laughs) Piers, you take a break. Preferably under lots of dirt. (laughs) Take a break. Take a break. Shut up. Um, So I love that for her. I love that for her that she showed perfectly. See, this is what I mean. I think that that goes back to what we were saying even about the tarot cards earlier. She prioritized herself, said, I'm not doing this for two years. I'm out. And people were in uproar. Maybe she's pregnant. Maybe It's none of your business what she is. She just doesn't want to do this for now. So she goes away to rest, recuperate, go on holidays with her boo, skin out a little bit. You know, like, feel joy. And then she came back and then took all of the things. I think that that is such a testament to exactly why we say that rest is so important. And choosing you is so important. Because she went away, did what she needed to do, and came back and contributed to them, USA, winning again. So, if you want to help the collective, you have to prioritize yourself as the individual. Pour into yourself, then you have things to pour into other people. Otherwise, we don't really know your function. If you think about every cell in the human body, or any um, body, right, every cell has a function. The moment that cell doesn't know what it wants to do anymore, it's like, well, I'm just going to (laughs) multiply. Then we have an issue. Every cell has a function. If you then do not have a function in community, in our society, you will then become a problem, right? And that's not a function in the sense of like, we're only thinking about um, ourselves in terms of labor. I mean, function slash purpose, like just have a thing that you are about and then that's your special thing that then you can kind of share, emanate everywhere else. But if you don't have a thing, then life just feels really peak. And I know that lots of people are writing to me right now saying that they're struggling to find their thing. Um, I've seen a few letters about that. And it's like, what are you searching for really to make your thing? You don't have to find it, it's already you. You just have to think about the thing that you do and it makes you feel kind of lighter and happier to be kind of in existence. So consider that. yeah, I think that I covered that. And now back to share your magnificence. I thought that we could take a moment to big up our guest that will be coming up after the intermission, Kevin Morosky. <laughs> he sat in the shadows like a colorful Batman. Um, <laughs> will be coming up shortly and the reason I say that is because it's important to celebrate your friends and to celebrate the people that support you you saw that Richie Brave was with me at the Barbican Um, having people who are just with you helping you in so many different ways I didn't plan on having a birthday party but then Kevin was like nope you absolutely do need to celebrate just you and all of the things that you've done this year. And so he threw me a party alongside um, while getting help from Annie as well as Lewis to make that happen. And we had a karaoke night and it was great. So I say that because I feel like for me to be able to do these things and get on stage and talk about the things that I talk about, it's important to also have the friends and have the support network that help you to get where you are. You're not magnificent, on your own, like your friends, it's an ecosystem of magnificence that allows us to shine as we do. So, big up yourselves, thank you so much. (laughs) And well, before the intermission, I just wanted to say something. I have a book coming out in February, 2024. (laughs) A picture book, a picture book. And so you'll get to meet Kamara. Kamara is the little girl who is wonderful and very strong. And she just loves doing all of her activities. But unfortunately, people around her are like, you're doing too much. You're too fast. You're too strong. And it's about her journey to kind of own her, that strength as well as all the other strengths that she does have, and um, while shifting the conversation about the strong black woman narrative and looking at strength from a different perspective. So you'll get to meet Kamara very, very soon. So thank you all so much for those who have ordered already um, the book. You can go ahead and you know, place your order online as well before it comes out in February 2024. But I brought that up to say household name. Thank you. And for those who don't understand the journey of why we, we use this term, because I think like, it's such a niche thing to people who listen to the podcast. Who knows why we say a household name, by the way? Oh, go oh, to Google. Cool. Right, for those who don't know, 2020 was a very wild time. And there was a journalist, a black female journalist, who decided that she wanted to jump on the bandwagon of the fuckery that was happening at that time. And I'll tell this story because again, it goes back to what I said about the cards earlier. We keep wanting a revolution, or we keep asking like when we'll be free and what we need to do uh, for each other. We need to have a serious discussion about the ways in which black women who attain power in any sort of system in this country, some of them decide that what they want to do is to be mad. Like they just want to go and do nonsense and ingredients when they reach that place. And then that you want to be a gatekeeper but the gate is fake. Like, you know, imagine, like, they're standing by this gate and they're guarding it, but meanwhile, the gate has no walls, like, you could just walk around. You could just walk around. You're not coming in! All right, I'll just go around the corner. It's so important to say, because I think that it's been such a challenge with all of the things that I've been doing, and I think that the greatest gift that I've given some of these people is to not say their name. Right? (laughs) Because if I speak, they will say that I'm speaking. But again, I think I talked about this on a podcast before. There are certain measures that I put in place to protect the women that do not protect me back, right? Because you could really come and stretch your bubbly, bubbly nose, that's just dripping with bubble. Um, You can come and you can say, well, I can ask this information because it's not like you're a household name but why would you do this? Because I have support. Why are you doing this right now? Because the, f- the person that started all this furor is a weirdo that has been obsessed online with me for years, right? But you're jumping on the bandwagon. Why would you? Because I've helped you with things before. What, you and your dibby dibby retweets? I said, okay. Well, those retweets made it into a book called Edge of Here. <laughs> So, I feel like in closing out the year for me, because this to me is like my Christmas, it's my end, you know, um, it was my birthday on Thursday, like I said. Um, Thank you. So, it's the beginning of something and it's the ending of another thing. I feel like I want to make this the last time, and it's going to sound weird, but I hope that you join me. I want to make this the last time that we even mention household name, because I feel like it's done its time. The things have been proven, the things have been got. Right? So, it can go. Because every time we talk about it, for people who don't understand it, like, <laughs> like, it can go now. Because I feel like she served her purpose as well as other people in showing me that I need to keep going regardless. Because I feel like the whole point of 2020 was like, oh, we've gotten her out of here. Yes, finally. she has gone. No. I'm still here. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to I wanna retire household name because we've got so many other... Wonderful terms, but it was important to reclaim it at that time because her whole premise was, "I can treat you in this way because it's not like you're a household name." And I want us to take in that phrase because the reason that you'd say that is because whose households are you talking about? Essentially, if white people in their homes aren't talking about me, then you can't, you don't, you don't need to come at me with any sort of respect. And that's wild. But then you'll say that you're the um, correspondent for this and you're reporting on that. You like. Anti-black people can still talk about racism. They still do. So, yeah, I feel like it was, it's nice to draw a line under that. Um, Guap Gala Cultural Hero of the Year. That was, thank you. That was amazing because yet another person was sat there who when their book came out, um, I promoted it, supported it, and then next thing I know, they're writing tweets in that same period about she's this and she's doing that. With your ugly shoe and bag. Um, but like they'll, they'll do all of these things, and the thing is, what gets me about these situations is that because the, the black circles in like these industries, they're so small, we'll keep running into each other, but not once have you gone, you know what, I'm just really sorry for getting that wrong. Like, I'm sorry for um, assuming you had supported me. I'm really sorry for assuming. Um, so I, I, I just found that really, really interesting that when they announced at GUAP that I was the nominee, loads of people were clapping. They were so joyful. She, her hand was down. She was sat at my table. That I, thought that was, I thought that was amazing. I thought it was amazing. I said, God said Psalm 23 for your head tops. Um, and so she was sat there. And then when they announced me as the winner, she was the only one that didn't clap. I was just like, that's cool, that's, that's great. But you had to sit here and eat your food, yeah? And have a side of my success with that. And so I, I say all of that because you can't keep holding other black people back and think that at some point you're not gonna get trampled over because it's just a case of like force enough time will go and that door is going to give, the door that you're trying so hard. You know, earlier I said a gate, but if you're really holding that door, the door's going to give and then it's going to lick you in your face. So, I say that as a point of um, encouragement to everybody else. Like, Yes, not all skin folk are kin folk. Yes, I mean, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we have to keep going anyway because there's only so much that people can hold us back from doing what we're doing. But that's that for this first half before we get into all of the things in the second half. If you haven't got your book, you can pick up a book over there, edge of here. And then we'll be back shortly. There'll be some tunes. We'll be back shortly, and then we're going to get into the things with Kevin Morosky. Thank
0: you. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Don't sit down, Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We have for your And we're back, we are back kind say your mind All right, yes, yes
1: Loving this, like the the quickness. I love it. Oh, hello. Um, and also big up Michaela, um, Michaela Hayes Diaz, Diaz Hayes, Hayes Diaz. Michaela is the illustrator for the upcoming book Strong Like Me. Because I don't even think I said the title. It's called Strong Like Me. And obviously we've got Edge of Here, Here, Right Now. So all of the things, but. I'm looking forward to signing the books very, very shortly. So, like I said, now for the So You Mad segment, we'll be having our amazing, amazing um, baby boy. There, you know that we love. Um, how many people have listened to the Hundred Pennies episode? Yes. Yeah, so you already know, and you know Kevin's been at previous live shows. But also, what I think is important to note is that just before coming here today. I literally went to South Bank, BFI South Bank, and as part of London Film Festival, Kevin has made a film um, that is amazing, and I play a villain in it. So it's a short film, it is so beautiful, it is so, so cool. So it was great to be able to see it on screen for the first time. So I say all of that because Kevin is that friend, like I said, that's always bringing me in. You know, and when you have those friends that like see your talent, and they don't limit you, and they're like, yeah, come and join me on this thing, come and join me on this thing. I think that it's, it's, it goes back to what we said earlier about the individual that knows themselves so they can pour into community. And Kevin is such an incredible demonstration of that. And on top of making this film, he's also written a book. Black women always, right? And I can't wait for you to see it because it's giving luxury, it's giving beauty, it's giving gorgeousness, but it's also giving truth and tenderness and just beauty. So Kevin basically speaks with um, different women, different black women about different sorts of um, perspectives on whether it's spirituality or whether it's like, th- there are so many different ways, intuition, there are so many different things that he speaks to wonderful, amazing black women about and you get to read those conversations in the book. So that comes out March, 2024, but you can pre-order ASAP, right? But I feel like I've said enough and Kevin can come t- and talk more about his book. So introducing you to the baby boy, the Virgo King, Kevin Morosky. Look at the fit, taking the fit, taking the fit. What? What? And you said you're going to give us a shiny shoe as well. I'm
5: I try, I try, I try.
1: Hi. <laughs> Congratulations.
5: Thank you. I'm just trying to be like you. And then as soon as I catch up, she's like, no, picture book.
1: You have to come out with a picture book next. Who, me? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. We should just terrorise them from now (laughs) until Infinity. Just tag-team them.
1: Just like, boom, boom. Thing after thing after thing. Um, But Gently, which is the short film that you created with Tom, Mm -hmm. Tom Dunn, is amazing.
5: Thank you. You're in it. You weren't there today. I weren't there today because... I weren't there today because... (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I just think it's important that when people are trying to take you for a mook, regardless of photo opportunity to be like, look at this amazing thing. Like, you have to look after yourself first. And like, I feel like everyone else involved definitely should go, I'm glad that you went and enjoy your moment, but me, and also the way that I'm set up, I will fight people. (laughs) So I said, let me remove myself and just be here and enjoy uh, here.
1: Right, um, it's an incredible film. It looks so, so good. I mean not because you. you've seen it, because post- yeah. edited and edited and edited. But it's
5: only amazing because um of your talent, of Tobias's talent, of of because of Lucy's talent. It's uh, I really hate that conversation around um whether it's film or any kind of creative, as if it just rests on one person, it's a collaborative uh process. It's it's everyone's talent poured in from a place of like respect, and that's the only reason why it bangs, because you're in it, Lucy's in it, Tobias, Jess, and all the other actors.
1: Yeah, thank you, I can't wait. Well, people won't get to see it for a while, right?
5: No, it's got to do um, this weird festival circuit thing, which means it has to go into play in these places secretly. I don't know why, and then it finally can be released to the public. But believe us, it bangs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. It's really, really good, and I can't wait for you to see it. And then congratulations on your book. No. I'm... So Thank I you. feel like we're gonna have many in-conversation style conversations. Yes. Out. Yes. But what kind of got you to that point where you thought I, this is this is the book I want to make? Because obviously you have notes already, which was yeah. published and amazing.
5: Yeah, I think uh with notes, it was something that I always always wanted to do. Publishers kept telling me what they wanted me to do. Um, as a Virgo, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so I just said, I'm going to do this myself because more time, if you just set the standard, then people have to follow and how they should deal with you and approach you in these things. So we did notes. Um, and then they all came back with a little bit more respect in their chest when speaking to me and was like oh so what should we do next what do you want to do i was like that's the correct question because (laughs) that's what it should have been in the first place um and so we had a conversation about what types of books um for those of you don't know i have a slight i guess history in advertising um and all of those books when you first go into advertising all of those books um although they have like valid information to a certain extent they're all written by very pale stale um white men and creativity is individual to everybody right so my specifically for me my creativity is very focused around black women uh has a queer element um Everything that's great about being a Virgo, that's literally my type of creativity which might not match to yours, yours, yours or yours. So I said I wanted to interrupt that space. Um, And then thinking about that, thinking about my creativity and the inspiration behind that, it all tracked back to one or the other black women within my life. when i am feeling a little bit worried about presenting such a thing i will think of such and such brethren and i'm like you know what this is how Bashira would bad them up that's what i'm gonna do um or if i want to tell the truth or well i always want to tell the truth but just be honest and authentic i'd be like you know what Kalechi would listen just go and deal with the thing like be more Kalechi, basically <laughs> And I just was like, that should just be in the book. That's the point. Like, imagine me writing a book and be like, oh, like, I made this four million pound ad and rear tear tear, but I'm not actually addressing the architects of that success, which are all the black women women in my life. So the book is really essays on certain subject matters, as you said. Um, I think it's obvious that you're in the book. It must be by this point. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. I spoke to all. Yeah. (laughs) You though, you You're not maybe next time, <laughs> volume free. Um, so we have, I you know, for self off with the book. I I have an essay that I've written on my interpretation of um, intuition, um, and then we have a conversation. What I love about the conversations is. Um, they're just conversations, so like, they meander. So we are talking about subject matter. We'll go off and probably talk about gold shoes for five minutes and then come back. And I I also really liked that because I don't feel like black women are given space to just be and not always have all the answers or figure stuff out. There is um, a real danger in the way that we just expect everything from you, expect you to be perfect, but then are the first ones um, also to like be your biggest friend. None of it makes any sense. So that's really what the book is. It's just talking about my creative journey from a space of this is how I figured this out, I hope it helps you, but also the way that I figured it, this out was via my friend such and such. So yeah, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's uh, out in March.
5: Out in March on the fourteenth of March, twenty twenty-four. Perfect. Yeah. So yes. So get the picture book, and then we're into March. It's a bundle. It's a bundle. KK
1: bundle. Yeah. Kevin and Yeah. Who's the third? No. No.
5: (laughs) Did you not see me give you a look like stop? (laughs) (laughs) We need a third. Do you remember that brand um, box fresh? you remember that? I, I, years ago I used to work there and they came out with this t-shirt and it was called it was called KKK. And I was like, "What? what is this? And they were like, oh, it, it's for the Kit Kat club. And I was like, uh, and I remember, club. yeah. <laughs> I remember arguing club. with them and then um, like a week later I was like fired magically. But yeah, it just reminded me of that. But yeah, just the KK club, let's stop there. <laughs> yeah
1: that K, if that C is a K. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, let's get into So You Mad. I I put that we should talk about bed bugs, but I mean, we already pretty much know how we feel about it. We're doomed. Um, I hope not. I hope not. Um, So I put that to the side. How do you feel about that?
5: I think that um, it's karma. I think there's a real thing within uh, if you look at life in general, right, everything is round. You can't open a tree. That's how you count trees. That's life yeah. going round. Your blood pumps from one place to the other. dependent on where you think the new year actually is and isn't, regardless, you start at one point, we come back round. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is round. And I feel like there's a real thing at the moment where people don't believe karma is also round mm-hmm. and that there is um, a time limit on that. And it's like, this isn't like jail and like, you know, that thing where you can't go to jail for the thing anymore. What's it called? Oh, a, um, double, a double jeopardy. Yeah, that doesn't exist with karma. Karma, karma's infinite. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. karma can live for a long time. So you lot on your 400 years ago, this started and that. That's a lot of karma. Like, you should just face up to it. Yeah, yeah. You should face, we say this all the time to people that we have like issues with, right? And that whether it's on site or whatever, the wickedest thing is, if you actually just came up to you or I or whoever and said, you know what? I was a dickhead back in 2020. I'm really sorry about the thing that I did. I just want to apologize. I want to squash it. It wouldn't actually be a thing. Um, Because
1: you said that, and I I think that often people miss that. Like, I'm not, you know, like when Cardi was like, once a bitch had beef, beef with me, she had beef with me forever. I'm not like that. Once you've apologized, no, like, I call, let's leave it. I don't like, yeah. repeat the behavior because to me, an apology requires change behavior. Don't repeat the behavior on call. You just be over there, I'll be over here. But it's like you say, it's the not wanting to say, oh, sorry.
5: Exactly. And you not even accepting that apology would, by my calculations, not boy maths, by my calculations, is <laughs> um, you taking on their karma yeah. because now you're, you're trying to shift the path of the thing back to where you prefer it to be. So someone pops up and is like, I'm really sorry, rare, rare. You know it's not even your job to even figure out if they meant it or not. Mm. Okay, cool, thank you. Whether you want to move on and not like deal with them, that's your business, yeah. but yeah. So I think it's karma. You can't do the things that you've been doing for however, young, for however long. I think the words involved in that are important. A plague. That sounds familiar mm. in a certain book. So... Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true and i i just think that we're going to see more of that um of these establishments these draconian these antiquated um, establishments crumbling over the next 20 years because they just cannot survive they nobody rates them like that then they don't they're not rated like that so there's no they we have no choice but for them to go my question is what are we putting in its place and people aren't being inquisitive enough because it's like you can't end the conversation at oh, yeah, but you know, black excellence, black wealth. What does that mean, mean. if you are, um, you like regurgitating anti black rhetoric, but because it's coming from a black person, I should be inspired by it? Like, so when you tell me to gentrify my own neighborhoods, what does that mean in like real time? And it just frustrates me that the people who first go ahead to cause the disruption, they're rarely the ones rewarded for doing so or showing support for doing so because Colin is still there looking for a team, is it? Like, it's not that you can't play, they're just like, you won't play yeah. because you disrupted things. But since him, other black people have come through and they've made money where he's lost out for bringing a conversation to the fore and he's not shown that support. I think it's disgusting. And then people are going to do halftime show after halftime show, black people, because they're like, well, you know, it just means that my things will sell, my album will sell. But the person that kind of helped to solidify that you could have these opportunities, they are still looking for a job. And I bring that up because it reminds me of the whole thing that I was saying even about the mayor's office that find me me, uh, an equal to me who has been making videos consistently about the things that the police are doing in a way that engages people and educates people to know what's going on. So then when you now decide that you want to put together a police board, you went to all of these people and somehow you missed me out, was that an oversight? And this isn't a case of whether I would necessarily do it or not, it's that it's intentional. It's intentional that, and you can't can't tell me that for Black History Month, Sadiq has decided to do XYZ and whatever performative gesture for Black History Month when in real time you are trying to erase the black woman's voice. That's weird to me. I appreciate the free school meals, good, do that, but I think that is sinister to try to cut me out in real time. And I know that to be true because somebody came up to me who works at a uh, city hall, and they were like, um, do, when they were putting a list together, you were mentioned, like, you were... And they were like... So I just wanted to know then, not taking away from what anybody else would be doing on that board, but there was a reason that you didn't think I should be on there. Why?
5: Because I think that the true definition of um, community... Um, seems, we're so far to whatever side, the true definition of community seems super radical. Yeah. Um, and actually, we talk about riots and when are we doing this and this and that, and and just to answer your question about what we're putting in place, what I would love is uh, true community, which is me pouring into you so you can pour into me so I can pour into you. Reciprocity, like, that's the true definition of, you don't have enough call, cool. we should be sharing this then um, but that doesn't tie into capitalism no. that doesn't tie into the money that Sadiq can get from donors and all of them things there it 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't equate giving away um what's what's that one of the main rules of businesses you 're not meant to use your own whether it's your own money or your own kind of um stock yeah. showed so to speak and so what you do tirelessly of showing up early not even on time but early and ready again and again and again and again um doesn't compute with what they're doing over there mm. because they don't they they don't know what price tag to put on you yeah. that's the problem yeah. they, do, they don't know where to put you on the shelf and it's like So how do we commodify this? How do we make money out of this? But because you don't have a limit, you scare them.
1: Yeah. There you have it, Sadiq. I'm coming for your job, too.
5: (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Huh?
1: Yes, amen. I would love that. We'll see. I want presidents. I want them to become a republic. But they'll be president if they become a republic or if Britain becomes a republic. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. going to be sick. Talking about someone who's vying, no, before we even get to her, another one that's odd to me. Bobby. Do you know Bobby? Mr. Bob. Yes. So, for those who don't know Bobby, Bobby Altoff is her name, is it Altoff? Yes. So, she's the American chicken shop date girl. Oh, Oh, see how you're new in Sydney? oh. (laughs) So, Bobby is um, a young, well, youngish white, white woman. Who makes videos with rappers? She's interviewing them, and she does that whole thing of like, "What do you do? Huh? Is that good? Are you good at what? You know." So the not clued up white woman doing the interview vibe, the same way that we had Amelia doing um, Chicken Shop Date, and then the rappers would come on. Does she frequently have female um, guests on? Two, and how long? How many years has she run? mostly men mostly mostly black men and bobby's one so bobby was offset's one yeah so the reason i asked that is because i've talked about this on the podcast before but this economy that allows for white people to enter specifically like white women to enter into a space feign absolute just like a lack of knowledge where else would i get to pretend that i don't whether you know pretending or otherwise that i know nothing about the person that i am interviewing and they essentially have to interview themselves to educate me and to educate my audience and then people are going on whereas there are other people who have done their research that will interview that person down they don't get the same opportunities and then the fact of the matter is like this is why I was talking about black people and whether we're getting free because what is so enjoyable about watching that and then so many people watched it to the extent that she's now been able to make a series right she's got Amelia's got a series and then I looked at the just from this trailer uh, like the trailer that they put out it's mainly white people in it so black people helped you to fund your thing that you made and when it was time to make it you made it about white people so you use the black Men specifically as your talking points or like your gimmick, got your money, and then you're out. And I want to know what dark, darker skinned black women we've offered that opportunity to in the last 10 years. Zero. Because if they're light, they've got a choice. Yeah, they've, they've got a chance and they've got, you know, sometimes. Right? So I think that is, um, is to consider that, that in a black British space, who else has been elevated to that Did point?
5: you just say Z-Way? Yeah, yeah but they cancelled her. Yeah. They cancelled the but show. She's
1: not black British. No, no, but she's American, mm. but Z-Way, and hers looked really lush and whatever, and that was awkward when she had Chet Hanks on. Um, yeah. but you know she does that whole thing and she does it as well where there is, it is a genre of type of interview but she knows her things as she's doing it but the Bobby one basically the reason I bring up Bobby is that she's moved outside of the realms of just doing it as part of her interviews now there were like videos that went viral of her standing in a strip club and then the dancers are on stage and they're dancing around her and she's like so I just want to break that down in terms of imagery why is it so funny? What is funny? Even in from an advertising perspective, what is funny about a slim, white, young white woman standing there where black women are dancing and this is how they're making their money and she's standing there with a slight look of disdain and her friends are filming her looking uncomfortable but you sort the space out and you went with your black friends?
5: Yeah, I think that... Um it's really looking at the... It actually goes back to um, what that channel on GB News and everything that happened with you with that one. I don't even want to say his name, because the anger. But all of that to say that there is a real thing specifically around whiteness, actually. I won't genderize it for a second, but whiteness and innocence. Um,
1: and being infantilized.
5: Yeah. It, there is a real thing um, around that and also on top of that, that blackness um, in very special when the moon is high and the tide is low um, at the right time, a little innocence for blackness, brownness or global majority. But, but, but that's why because, but that's also a conversation for us as well because we accept that and we bind things and we watch things as well that there has to be a point of us as a community as a whole stop buying into... I never watched um, the Chicken Shop one over here because I was like, does no one think it's weird that this white girl's taking all these black men to a chicken shop? Like that, does no one else, I don't know. There
1: was Chicken Shop Connoisseur and he was making videos and he didn't get funding to really go the way that he could have gone that. And then you, a white woman who in terms of your demographic and I imagine your family background, like, you would have not had to resort, I would even say, to eating at these chicken shops. But it was such a it was a, such a perfect backdrop because she was the she was othered in it. She was and at the same time, usually when we're othered in a situation, we are seen as lesser than. Yeah. Who was othered and therefore superior to anybody else who entered into that space? And people watch not realizing that the overt power dynamics that you're watching is that somebody's entered your space, dominated the space, and then they're asking you to justify your presence in the same space. That sounds like. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Because the thing that came to mind with with that situation as well, I think it was before. it was just before. Do you remember they did that nonsense with um, the advertisement inside the chicken box around knife crime? Oh. Wow. So you understand? You know what you're doing. You yeah. you you know what you're doing, and you went into that situation wide eyed. Now.
1: But it's because, again, black people advised on that and they said that that was the thing to do. So when, again, when we collapse everybody into this term of blackness and that, or you could go ahead and do something, are we all conversant of the conversation or of the discourse that we need to go and present when we get into certain rooms? Or are you getting there by virtue of being black so they've chosen you to enter the room and you've just gone to go and do some fuck shit that I would have In that case, you should have just let everybody else...
5: It's a a power grab. It's not even a power grab, sorry. It's it's drunk on power sometimes also of being the only black person in the room and all of the attention you are getting and everyone's just telling you yes. And uh, there is a space in me, if I'm honest, that feels sorry for those types of black people because it means, it feels like to me that you weren't loved or supported in the right way that you would get into a room and hear a couple of yeses and feel, okay, this is it, I have to stay here as opposed to remembering why you were trying to get in that room in the first place, if that makes sense. Even with that chicken box thing, um, there's like a advertising magazine called Campaign and um, they went round and they asked different people for quotes and they came to me and I cussed out the thing in the magazine. I was like, you lot are mad. Like that is an absolute mad thing. Um, And then the guy who, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Helped on it and said like, basically co-signed it Got into words with me, I was like, Well, you're mad too. That is that is a mad thing. Like, it's a very serious thing. Like, and you don't even live in these bits you're not from the bits, you don't even understand what's going on. And also don't. I'm very serious about chicken shots from a space of when, like you just said, when we don't have any money um growing up and being poor and whatnot, those places feed a whole family on your budget. So yeah, I remember I was in one of the, I, you know, I have to judge things sometimes. I don't do it anymore, but back then I was still judging these things, and he was in there, and then we got into an argument on the thing, so I told all of them to suck out and, like, left the call. Um, because we're talking about young people's lives. It's not funny. It's not funny that Chicken Shop, actually, to a certain extent, is a safe space in terms of for families and no boss man and helping you out when you need help. like It's a part of the community. But again, back to what I was saying earlier, no one, those particular people, and this, I think this general you're about to talk about, don't understand the real essence and meaning of community and what that looks like uh, in, in terms of action, in terms of physical space, um, in terms of receiving and giving.
1: Yeah.
5: Bun all of them.
1: Bun all of them, really, because even in terms of thinking about the physical space as a safe space, it's, um, when we mentioned having to resort to something and resort to those sorts of chicken shops, the quality of the chicken or the quality of the yeah. things that they have there isn't great. There was a reason that they could sell it for the price that they're selling it at. There's a reason that they put it in certain areas. Why is there no Morley's in cotswolds? Yeah. Like, like there's, there's a reason that these places are where they are or these um, shops are where they are. And again, look at the rise of Morley's. Now, Morley's is at the Standard Hotel and they're doing all of these events and they're doing all of these things. But people gain a lot of prominence from black people buying into them. Yes. buying into them. But what does that look like for us? I mean, in their, in, in their stead, like, well, in their defence, I guess, they, um, I guess sponsor things and do what they're doing. But it's not lost on me what it means um, culturally. And so it was just interesting that there's the rise of these white girls who seem really to... Their whole shtick is that they have a disdain for the black person usually a black man that's that sat opposite them and so when we consider the um subliminal coding regarding that is that these white women usually slim usually blonde are meant to be the um, like the embodiment of um femininity and i don't know protection and innocence and then these black men who are literally the polar opposite of that um, they're in the same space and what we're seeing performed is a dance of desirability because they can be as bland and fucking boring as possible, but you're still on their platform because it will bring you notoriety. So we don't even sit there to really break down what we're seeing at play. Everything is either about sex and death. I was talking, about to, talking to someone about the other day. And so when you're looking at those um, shows, what we're seeing is just a dance around sex. Because there'd be no other reason that that's popular, if not for this fantasy of about of white women being the like the highest kind of um, person that you can be with, mm. and then these black men who are not deserving of them being the ones to be in the space with them, and then everybody's watching fascinated, and I don't know why.
5: I think there's also there's a thought there that I just say this now. I haven't really mm-hmm. it's just come to me, but. It feels uncomfortable, wrong, and 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 disrespectful in this moment to have that type of display. Considering um, the young lady the other day who said, "I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't want to just just the act of actually being actually this isn't what I want to do," and a violence face, yeah. but you can kind of be in this comedic role and be like, "No," and be like disrespectful, so yeah. to speak. There's there's something within that that I don't feel like we're talking about or as a whole that needs to be tapped into. Like, this is actually not entertainment because women are actually in danger. Yeah. Like, on a day to day basis. Am I making. Do you get what yeah, I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, it makes perfect sense. We were meant to talk about Kemi, Ugh. but she's wayward. Um, she's wayward. So, uh, moving on to the next segment, very quickly before we wrap up and I sign books, um, I would like for those of you in the audience to come up on stage, your microphone will be there, and you have 60 seconds, 60, six zero, to say whatever is on your mind. If you go beyond, just be escorted off. So, 60 seconds to say whatever is on your mind. Okay, so um, Micah, you okay. will flash a pink card when your time is up. So, 60 seconds. I think I can have 10 people. All right, let's go. You can form a queue here. Cup. All right. Oh, wait, no. you, here. Yeah, you go, yes, please. Oh. Yes, join me. All
4: right, hi. This is a bit uh, high for me still. <laughs> time, gone, time, gone, time gone, time gone, time gone. Timer. Time gone. All right, cool. So, all I'm gonna say is I'm in a space right now where I'm not really too sure what I'm doing, what I love, what I don't love, but I came here on my own today because I love you, I love you, I love everything you guys do, and I feel like I just, I'm in the right space where it doesn't matter if I'm on on my own or with someone, but as a black woman, I feel like I belong right here.
0: wow
1: (laughs) beautiful
2: hey hello everyone um dear black conservatives i know historically we have conservative values due to like white supremacist patriarchy and colonialism but your lowercase c conservatism doesn't translate into capital c conservative policies and they don't work for us, and they never have and never will, do you? So just be on the right side of history and don't be pussyclarts in the next general election.
1: You're racing through your time, you
3: said, yeah. Hi, Hi. thank you. Hi, everyone, I've written something down. Oops, I've written something down. I'm Gillian, I'm a researcher focusing on the history of Africa and the African diaspora under the supervision of Professor Hakim Adi, the first person of African descent to become Professor of History in the UK. In August, we're informed that Chichester University had suspended the recruitment of students on the course and Professor Adi has been made redundant which is shocking considering there are 10 PhD students and nine MRes students of African-Caribbean descent still enrolled on the course. This is a direct attack on students who are researching and writing history from a perspective that differs from the European imperialist lens. We're still fighting. Please support us. The MRes History Matters dot online. And um, Kalechi, thank you. God bless your soul. Keep living. And um, yeah, the edge of is amazing. And uh, yeah, and Kevin, and I worked in advertising too for years. It's terrible.
1: That's it. That's <laughs> Thank it. you.
2: <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon, beautiful people. My name Hi. is uh, Julia Toppin. I'm a lecturer at the University of Westminster in music business, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I'm very politically active, mentally. I love everything everything that Kalecci said. I agree with. I have these conversations with my friends about the issues and the fact that, you know, the revolution's not going to come because there's too many people that are willing to be to sell out. And we know who all those people are, you know, too many of them in government as well. So my line is to try and talk to the new generations. There's two things you can do. You can do the James Baldwin thing and have a small space and try and build community in that small space and do what you can there. Or also, we can encourage people to just go where we are welcome. I'm, I'm going to retire in Barbados. I will not retire in Dotty Plague Island, right? I'm not staying there. They don't want us here, right? They hate us. They make it very, very clear. Anyway, have a lovely... Was that my alarm? Yes. Have a lovely day. Connect.
4: Hi, everyone. Hey. Oh, yeah, Lewis. Had to be. Had to be. Um, So... Oh, sorry. Um, So, I'm going to be very, very quick. I just want to... Really, thank and and just literally bow down to all the black women that are doing what they should be doing. Um, one of my close friends called Christabel, who, when she hears this, she's gonna cry. I know, I know her. Um, uh, my you know Sagittarius queen, um, who runs a charity. I know Kolechi. You've spoken at um, one of her events before, called Hersana, And when we heard the news about the young girl that was killed, Cristobal woke up at 5 a.m. to go and basically um, consult with the police who we already know weren't there to, are not there to protect us. So she's entering that space knowing that this is basically a a institution of violence against black women, and she continues to do that over and over and over again. She's one of the people that has taught me what it really means when we say that patriarchy also kills men, because, and I don't, you know, sorry, patriarchy also kills men, bye. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey. Oh, hi. hi. Bestseller. Baby girl, Kelechi, hello! Um, okay, so, really quick share your magnificence, because of you, community, just saying hey to all the regulars who are here, hi. Um, but a really quick straw to gay Tories, especially, especially with the fact that you are supporting a leader who is being transphobic as fuck. The reality is that trans lives matter, black trans lives matter, and yet, you are literally supporting somebody who is literally the epitome of white supremacy in every way, shape, and form. So uh, a massive straw to all of them. And I was going to say Clapham Gays, but, you know, <laughs> I know so some of these are more in other places anyways. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Oh, wonderful.
2: Hi. Hi, everyone. How can I change? Hi, Right. Um I just wanted to... Run. Cool. Yeah, I just oh, okay, cool. I just wanted to uh, quickly talk about like what's been on my mind recently. What I've been seeing a lot on like happening in real time. Um, we're seeing karma come around very, very quickly, um, especially when it comes down to equality and how a lot of people speak on equality and they tend to be grifters about it. But what we're seeing in real time is like people hoping for trickle down equality. Um, People only care about colorism, anti-blackness, transphobia, for the people that they can see within their proximity, but they don't actually care about those who are um, invisible. And when we look at all of these oppressive systems and when people get the courage to actually come out and say with their chest that they hate you and they wanna exterminate you, remember they practice on the people that you cannot see around you. So always keep them in mind. And uh, yeah, I just wanna say thanks for that.
1: My name is Daniela Dante. I'm the official say your mind correspondent reporting live. Uh,
0: <laughs> to tell you that the pressure is getting worse and worse. Uh, man said we don't need a general election. I say the devil is a liar. <laughs> right now labor party what are you doing wake up wake up hello they try to help you but you're doing rubbish
1: <laughs> no problem no problem no problem i just came to say in the midst of all this uh, bed bug infestation all these people are trying to play us, please enjoy yourself i got my head done yesterday
0: <laughs> thank you so please please black women look for malt look for plantain chips look for chin chin sit down enjoy you cannot kill yourself because of the conservative
1: party okay you cannot kill yourself Enjoy, flex on life, the baby girl as always,
0: looking fabulous, bringing the vibes. We thank you, we appreciate you. Please, appreciate the baby girl.
3: Thank you, thank you.
0: Hello everybody. Um, I shout out to the lady that came up first actually, because she said I came here by myself. Um, I came here by myself too, so that empowered me. (laughs) Um, My name is Kess Sims and I have an organization called Worthy Women's World. I focus on women's empowerment because I feel like we are the number one nurturers from the moment we're born. You know, we was born from a woman that is going to nurture us and, you know, aunties, sisters, whoever it is, like we give nurturing aspects of life. Um, So I just I came here because... Kalichi, you are just um, an inspiration to me. I, every time I think something, sometimes I feel like I struggle to articulate what I want to say, and then I will pop on Instagram, whoops, and then there you are, just literally taking all my thoughts out and just displaying it without doing it apologetically as well, unapologetically as well, sorry. Um, and I find there's so much power in that, to be able to be you, to be beautiful, to be bold, and to speak up. So I'm just in a state of gratitude. Um, I'm... oh. Thank you. <laughs> awesome.
1: you, all, you all are gonna make me cry and I'm already feeling really emotional. So I'm gonna make it really quick. My name's Aja Barber. I'm a writer. I so appreciate both Kelechi and
0: Kevin and Richie and all of you. I am facing a fibroid surgery the week after next, and I want to remind everyone in this room that has a uterus,
1: and there are a lot of you, do not let systems fob you off, right? I could have had this taken out laparoscopically, but no one wanted to listen, so now I have to have the invasive one. I'm not looking forward to it, I'm very scared. So if you have a uterus, right, and you're afraid of something, don't let the system push you away. Keep going, keep demanding, keep fighting for someone to do something because I don't want any of you all to have to go through this, all right? Thank you so so much for everybody and it is a lot and we talked about this or talked about this um very briefly regarding peckham cosmetics the whole thing that was happening there and i was saying that yet again just you know like i pointed out earlier it's not enough to just say oh um we should have our own hair shops you know more black owned hair shops if the ingredients that are found in the things that we are using are still causing us to have exponential um, or disproportionate rates of fibroids as well as um, ca- certain types of cancers. And we're not finding these same ingredients in things that are made for non-black people, right? Even when we think about the skin lightening um, creams and things that are made by these companies, they don't sell it over here, but they're selling it in, um, in across Asia and across Africa. They're selling these things that they know will be of detriment to us But it's like, well, if you want to assimilate, you're going to have to do that at a cost, right? So there are these things that we see as well. Um, Just thinking about the, when we think about ourselves and we think about ourselves and beauty as, like, black women, how we relate to that. It's just to be, you know, aware of that. But thank you, um, Aja. I find that within the system, and Aja speaking about that is so important because I remember when... I kept feeling a particular type of pain, pain, pain all of the time. And I'd go to the GP. I told this story on a podcast or maybe I'd said it on a live. Um, I'd go to the GP often and say, oh, you know, I've got this pain. Would ignore me. A black male doctor would ignore me. You're like, oh, you're fine. You're just thinking, you're thinking, of overthinking it. And so I remember saying to my mum one day, because we had the same doctor and I was just, or the same GP. I was just like, why is he not taking it seriously that I've got this pain? And, um, She was like, oh, I remember one time he was saying to me that it's because you've got so many piercings. So what do you even know? And so I remember going to a a GP practice, like, you know, on that whole vibe of I'm going to take your job because you were denying me service or, you know, any sort of actual thing because of how you felt about piercings, really. And so eventually, I think I managed to get myself referred after over. Two years of going on and on and on, got referred and then had the laparoscopic um, lapar um, laparoscopic uh, diagnosis, and they did that and they're like, yeah, you've got extensive endometriosis, and I was just and this was before years ago, so they were like, oh, so if you ever thought that you'd want to have children, you'd probably want to do that soon. That was 2011 that they said that, and so I think to that, and I think to now, that the fact that Aja's now, you know, shared this with us, and she's been fighting, 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 that nothing's really changed in the system, and it's very important to note, so basically, it just brings me to my straw of the week, that it does, as um, I think it's already been touched on already, it goes out to the Conservative Party specifically, because... I mean, party politics in this country, I think, is in a bin. Even when you try to help, you just see certain things, and you're like, none of you lot want to be free. As in, you know, the whole structure, regardless of which side is this and that, like, it doesn't feel like you'll want to be free, because if you did, it looks like the most obvious solution is right there, or one of them is right there. Why don't you want it? Um, so it goes out to Suela specifically, goes out to Rishi, specifically, and also goes out to Kemi Badenoch, because... Clearly, what's happening is that everybody's vying for party leadership ahead of the general election. So they're trying to outdo each other, um, outcoon each other. Um, they're going really, really hard. Like, who can say the most problematic rhetoric? And I'm not saying that they don't believe it; that it's merely a case of saying it. That they're pushing it because is that how highly you think of your constituents or like of your members that this is what's going to get them? And I, I can't be sure, I, you know, I can't really speak to that because maybe it will do something. But seeing what Rishi Sunak had to say about trans people, seeing what um, Kemi Badenoch had to say about um, this, you know, is the best uh, country for black people to be in, and just seeing Suella, that's, that Just seeing Suella, that's that's that. But seeing what all of them are doing in this way is really, really worrying to me because this is where they're essentially saying that we've gotten to as um, a community that this is what we'll accept. And I think it's important to show that we won't. So I really want um, Kemi specifically to suck out because she said something like, oh, she told her daughter or her children that this is the best country to be black. So you're setting those babies up for failure because what do you mean? And with Rishi, like you're... you're a dickhead because trans people are under attack enough as it is to now add on top of that to be like, well, it's just common sense. What do you mean? What do you mean? And I think somebody, um, an organization did a freedom of information request. And then, like, the thing that you're talking about with awards, um, nobody's complained about that. Like literally no, nobody has complained about that. So you just chose a rhetoric that you wanted to run with to incite fear in people and to, to run with that, meanwhile, every day, we're, being he- we're hearing about another rapist policeman. Like every day there is a new one that pops up, but you don't have the smoke for them. In fact, you want to fund policing more, but it's trans people that you thought you could open your lips to come and speak about. It's really, it's really disgusting to me. So those are the people that my straw goes out to. Do you have a straw?
5: Uh, I would agree. I think um, two things. I think all of the people that you mentioned, uh, they're running out of places to hide and what they're trying to hide from is themselves. That's what it is, that's what they're scared of. It has nothing to do with trans people who I believe I think I read a statistic on 05 percent of this clapped island. Um they're running from they're running from themselves. I, I also think their maths, again, Rishi Maths, is off because <laughs> I think sometimes people talk about these marginalized communities and think they're just talking to those uh, communities or a trans person. But me as a rider, you're also talking to me. You can't talk about my virgin and I'm not going to clap off your head top. It's as simple as that and regardless of whether people are shouting up and down about it or not, like trans people are loved, they have friends, they have family, um, and they will be protected, trust and believe. Um, so yeah, you, you man keep running, but as for us as a community, global majority, and every ally, and everyone that wants to get involved, the revolution is loving on each other, making space for each other, listening, understanding that two things can be true at once not everything is fucking war and like you're right and 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 i'm wrong it's actually just taking space to like listen and evolve evolving is exciting you know and arja sorry where are you where are you oh all the love um i love you so much i love you so much
1: Well, that is us. Now we're gonna have to do um, a Zoom, kind of a very fast paced signing over there. But thank you all so much for joining me this afternoon. It's been amazing having you here. And I look forward to seeing you at some point next year, you know, doing something then, right? Thank you. Okay. On me as always. If you've read the book, please remember to review it on Amazon. Don't go and, like, if you go and review nonsense, I will find you. (laughs) Go and review it well, because some of you, somebody tells you to review and you start doing statistics and mathematics. Get the fuck out. So please, if you want to get your book signed, please join the queue. Um, From wherever you are, you have been? Kevin Morosky. Kevin Morosky. What's happening with you all today? Thank you. And I've been car for, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what, what? Your Mind! Thank you so much!
0: It's the fence for honey, woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go here oh, Hard time calling for your long truants You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's wonderful, kind, don't say you mind, say you mind